You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I mean, if I would, if, if I were to tell you that what Bo just told me before I turned this microphone on didn't make me want to throw up, I'd be lying to you. Uh, let's kick it off that way. Alex Clancy, Bo Brock, Locked On Cardinals. Thank you to everybody who listens. Follow the podcast at Locked On AZ Cards. Follow him, Bo Brock, at Bob Rack on Twitter. Follow me at Clancy's Corner. Um, there's a lot of storylines surrounding the Arizona Cardinals, and not all current storylines, but we'll touch on the one where Bruce Arians at all, players included, a lot of them used to play for the Cardinals. Just get your thoughts on what that means. If anything, do you find yourself rooting for Bruce Arians and Byron Leftwich and Todd Bowles? Do you find yourself rooting for A.Q. Shipley? Do you find yourself rooting for Larry Foote, another head coach there? I mean, it's the, the laundry list uh, is extensive for the amount of Buccaneers. It's a la Chip Kelly trying to bring all of his Oregon Ducks to Philadelphia when he was the Eagles head coach. We'll talk about that in the next segment. But first... Um, Bo, you're, you're saying that Samoas are the one seed for Girl Scout cookies because it's Girl Scout cookie season. Used to be $3 a box, then $4 a box, now $5 a box. I mean, we're, what, seven years away before it's 10 bucks a box? It's inflation, dude. I mean, that's just how it goes. Yeah, You're supporting a good cause. That's the whole case. It, Absolutely. It's not how much the cookies cost. <laughs> yeah. No, it's true. I mean, it is a really, like, it's a good deal. For the amount of cookies, like normally, it doesn't matter. But Samoa, so this wasn't always the case. But I feel like in the last couple of years, Samoa's really rose up the power rankings um, completely. Um, I, I'm completely ignorant of this because I find coconut in any sort of delicious, what's supposed to be a delicious dessert treat, to just be the thing that just derails it. From ever being ingested by me. That's because you have an undeveloped palate. That's <laughs> probably the case. I mean, coconut is, is it's awesome. You know, it does set off a, any ordinary treat. That's for sure. Look, I'm not going to get into, you know, candy bars and stuff like that. But when it's done right and when it's baked correctly, like a Samoa, it's, it's a, it's, it is the top seed Girl Scout cookie. It uh over I in my opinion it's it's past the the mint, right? And um yeah, that's I have no problem. I think I'm a big part of uh, I'm a big part of the contingent that believes in this. Yeah, I mean like macaroons, you ever had a macaroon? I've had the French macaroons, right? They're macaroons, right? Where they're like the little sandwich cakes. Where there's a little I'm frosting in the middle. Like a, yeah. It's like a, kind of a coconut pastry. Yeah. I know there's a couple different types of them. This um, is riveting. Yeah, no, it is. And listen, this is the off season, so it's uh, right. yeah. The French macaroons are the ones that are like little, amazing, incredible, like cookie sandwiches that are to die for. No coconut abound, which means I can ingest them. I think the French. Uh, I, we'll wrap this up quickly. Um, the mint ones are fine. I was always a shortbread. And tagalongs, tagalongs is my one seed. 
chocolate covered with the with the peanut butter in the middle. That is one hundred percent eons better than that crap box ta- uh, uh, Samoa that of which you speak. I mean, it's just it's. I you, can't. You can like the tagalongs and then also not take your shots at the Samoa. It's it's not you know you don't have to be on that team and and I don't know. I just think it's um, uh, I think it's poor. It's, it's poor taste. It's, you lack class by doing it. Have you met me? <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I just wish you would have a little respect. Put some respect on the Samoa's name. I, mean, I won't because it's a disrespectful thing. I mean to be disrespectful to people that like that kind of stuff. Just because people, you know, have more developed, refined palates than you, don't don't be jealous. You know, that's great. You use the same joke, but you use an, an extra adjective. Really highbrow there. Okay. Larry Fitzgerald was interviewed outside of the Pro-Am portion of the Waste Management Open here in Scottsdale yesterday by Cameron Cox, a media member here, does great work. And just listen to how Fitz says things. Just listen to this specifically. It's about a minute. He's asked about his future, what what he thinks will happen. And it has a little, in my opinion, Patrick Peterson vibe to it for the first time. Let me know what you think. Hang on. Uh, when you have people hollering at you, asking if you're going to come back one more year and your future, you know, what, what goes through your mind? Do you even think about it? Or? Uh, I'm just focused on the next hole and, uh, you know, just figuring out how to get this golf game right. That's all I'm worried about right now. Everything else will take care of itself. You don't mind me asking, what is your timeline? Uh, no timeline, no timeline. I'm just taking it day by day, and uh, you know, I give my boy uh, Ken Summers a shout out. I know he's having surgery here in a couple of days. Let him know I'm thinking about him, and uh, I always want to want to wish him well. well. How you feel? How's the body feel? I feel. I feel be up to your body. How your body? Feel? I feel all right. I feel all right. I, I wasn't feeling great, you know, as the season ended. I I was pretty banged up, but um, I'm starting to feel a little bit better now. I talked to Tom Reed yesterday. I told him I could finally. Swing a golf club without any pain, so that's that's nice. I mean, is that going to be the decision how you ultimately your body feels? Uh, Cam, honestly, I haven't really given it much thought. Okay, the one thing that I saw was during his first answer, and Bo, I mean, I could be completely wrong here, so I, I might be sense of the situation. We may, I mean, media members, we we make a living of potentially reading too much into things at times when it could have just been a flippant, um, you know, uh, non substantiated statement. When he said, the rest will take care of itself. That was one of the first answers he made. That's how he ended it. The rest will take care of itself. What I heard when I heard that was, if the money's right, I'll come back. Yeah, completely agree with that. Okay. Completely agree with that. That And and I think we know. I mean, if you've followed, if you've covered, if you've rooted for Fitz or looked a little closely at at these, these... uh, these stretches of time, I mean, one time he did it in, the, in during the season. Sometimes it takes like this offseason, it takes a little little bit of time for them to negotiate and get to the right price. And it's usually the Cardinals overpaying. Uh, yeah, he, I mean, that sounded to me like it, it's going to take care of itself. It means his representatives and the Arizona Cardinals brass are trying to work out a deal that makes sense for both sides. Now, the, <laughs> yeah. Larry Fitzgerald loves money. One year, eleven million has been has been the ticket to keep Larry Fitzgerald's services. So, sure, maybe he's one of the more undervalued all world talents that the NFL has seen over the last seventeen years. But he's been paid handsomely for it, you know. And it's the question I'm curious about. And this isn't trying to initiate or ignite any sort of drama around this because this is going to be a drama free situation. Either the money's going to be there and he's going to come back, or the money won't be there and he won't. 
You know, he's not going anywhere else. He's going to retire or he's going to play for the with the Cardinals for another year. But my question to you is, and again, this is not to just incite any sort of drama because, you know, it it's just not. If Larry Fitzgerald comes back for one year, nine and a half million dollars, is there ever going to be a point where fans are going to look at it and say, you know what, now you're just being selfish? I think there are fans already that thought him taking another $11 million plus dollar deal last year was too much. Yeah, I said this in the 2018 season. They should not be paying him the $11 million that they're paying him. That was three years ago. So, I mean, I, I agree. Do, do you agree with that? As far as back in 2018? No, I mean, just because- that, from last year. Like, last year to this year, do you think that there would be a little selfish wedge here Selfishness wedge that would maybe put between the fan base and him in some respect. I I think that the Arizona Cardinals need to take more accountability for this. You I, if you can't point to Larry Fitzgerald and say, hey, why why didn't you take less so maybe they could go get some some more talent? I I don't I just don't feel especially at his age. Um, like I saw the quotes from Danny Amendola recently about how Tom Brady is the Patriots way. And then he also kind of aired out some dirty laundry. Like, Hey, I had to renegotiate my contract three seasons in a row. And, but it's, I don't know if anybody's ever approached Larry Fitzgerald like that. By the time Steve Kime got into his position, Larry Fitzgerald was already, he was already Larry legend. He was already entrenched uh, and he was the Arizona Cardinals. So there was the pressure on Steve Kime not to be the guy to screw that up. Um, Now I think it's a little bit different. He had his by far his least successful season. Father Time did rear his ugly uh, head at him, and Fitz his production fell off a cliff. Like no longer like could could you justify a big number? Um, if if they if he gets another lucrative deal, and we're talking about the same very similar deal that he's been signing, I want to say the last three or four years, that's on the Cardinals. I, I, I'm not gonna. At this at this stage, I mean, we know what Larry Fitzgerald's about. I I would imagine even a deal of of three three million dollars would be enough to lure him back. That's still a lot of money. And you know that's that, not going to be enough, Bo. I don't know. No, I don't necessarily know that. I I mean, that's a stark. What, what else is he going to do? You can't I, you, go what, be what rich. That much, that much money. Just go be rich. He just invest his. I'm sure he makes that year. I mean, if he he's Larry Fitzgerald is very savvy with his money. I think I don't know if he has a stake in the Suns yet. I know there were rumblings. I can't remember. I, I need to double check that. But um, he does. He he's he's made a lot of money in his career. So I'm sure he could be. He could do five commercials in a year and make that much money. You know, I mean, it's like $3 million is a huge pay cut. Like, I would be okay with him one year, $5.5 million. That's like five or five and a half million one year. That leaves an extra six to add to a contract for Marvin Jones or Corey Davis or if they want to bring in a tight end or whatever. That's enough money to sway a player to come to the Cardinals over another team. Yeah, I just don't I, – I, I, th- I think that he would still – recognize that that's probably more than he's worth at this point in his career. Maybe. And I, I don't know. I It's because I, I know he can go find different avenues to make money and, and make close to that amount of money, but also you're just taking away that much money away from him. You know, like he can do all that at the same time. He's already doing that. 
you know, what's I, I think he still recognizes that, hey, three and a half million dollars or whatever it may be. And we could be wake not even in the ballpark. Um, he just recognizes that that's still relative a ton of money that he could he could turn into a lot more money. Right. I don't know. I, I he's still you got to You got to think that everybody in that locker room from last year felt like there's unfinished, unfinished business. Right. Mm-hmm. For sure. Even fit. Yeah. As long as he's been around the block a few times. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I, I agree with that. I mean, it's it, unfortunately where they are right now, talent wise, they need his talent at wide receiver. That, that has to change, though, this uh, stuff. Right. I mean, that, so, right. And right. as far as where does this, where do you prioritize this? You know, I mean, it, last season it was a much larger priority and years previous to that, much larger. But now I, I feel like this is, you know, the, the fans are starting to recognize, like, okay, we had, you know, Larry provided us with so much joy. And he, a lot of the times, was the the only reason to go to University of Phoenix State Farm Stadium each and every Sunday. Uh, now, I, you know, with Kyler Murray and, and DeAndre Hopkins, I mean, it's not he's not even the best player at his position any longer. It's it's just kind of an it's interesting how things have shifted. Um, I you know I hope they figure something out because you're right. I think you know obviously with his ability to rain you know bring in the football in, that's thrown in his general vicinity uh, is is invaluable. But uh, they do need to bolster that position. Like, right. they have to get somebody opposite DeAndre Hopkins in the pass game. Absolutely. And it's not you – know, he's not the solution. Yeah, no, I mean, that's all right. We're going to continue this because there's a little bit more to unpack here. You uh, could pay him a dollar and it wouldn't be – you know, it's still like you couldn't have the fan base content with that being the move, you know? Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I, I agree with you. Um, Let's talk about this a little bit more. There's a couple more wrinkles to the Larry Fitzgerald story, not necessarily on the field, but off the field branding-wise for the Arizona Cardinals. We'll talk about that. And there's a list that I have from Twitter that will make you feel a lot better about Kyler Murray if you had any doubts. That's next, Locked on Cardinals. But first, it's always nice to talk about our friends at rockauto.com. Listen, rockauto.com, it's a family-owned business. It's been online for 20 years, and what it does, it takes the awkwardness out of not knowing what car parts you need when you go to a chain storefront place. They're like, hey, I need a QR963, please. And they're like, it's right over there, dummy. You know, it's, it's something like that that com- you completely alleviate all the stress all the awkwardness if you don't know what you're looking for. RockAuto.com, again, family-owned business, 20 years, huge deal. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Best of all, prices at RockAuto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. So why spend up to twice as much? For the same part. Doesn't make any sense. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck. Write locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Buck? So they know we sent you. Amazing selection. Reliably low prices. All the car, all the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. So this Larry Fitzgerald thing, it's it's interesting. And it's not just looking at a 38-year-old wide receiver who's trying to live out his Uncle Rico fantasy of still being relevant in the NFL. That's not what we're looking at. What we're looking at is the brand ambassador for uh, for the Arizona Cardinals. He is the Arizona Cardinals. And, Bo, as you mentioned, you know, obviously they need to heighten the level of talent in the wide receiver room, and they most likely will this offseason, and that may be the test to see if Larry Fitzgerald 
you know, would garner a contract, hopefully somewhere around the three to four million range, but more likely five, six, or seven million. There's no, you know, brand right now for what this team is. Who's the leader of this team? You'd think it was Kyler Murray, but you don't really know. You, maybe it's Buda Baker, but it's usually a quarterback now. Um, they, this team doesn't have an identity. A lot of question marks around the coaching I staff. Sorry, I, I feel like I feel like it's Kyler Murray. I, I don't think there's any question about that. Okay, but when Larry Fitzgerald, like it's, we're seeing slowly the passing of the torch from Fitz because it was just Fitz by it was just Fitz by by default for a long time. I mean, Kurt yeah. Warner was here for a couple of years, so maybe it was him because he was quarterback during those couple of years where, where they had some relevancy. But with how bad this team has been, uh, by all accounts, from the quarterback position, Carson Palmer comes in, it still fits. Fitz resurrected his career under B.A. when they moved him into the slot. It is Kyler Murray, but Kyler Murray, I don't believe it yet. Like, I know it's there, but I'm still looking at number 11 in the slot or lining up tight, and I still see Fitz as kind of... It's like you're crossfading one from one to the other. But it's not this stark handshake, okay, this is my turn to take over this franchise. It's because yeah, he's a quarterback, but I don't he I, we saw it some of it last year with the leadership qualities. We didn't see much of it in his first year. He's not a born like leader of men like we see as like the stereotypical quarterback in the NFL. I also think there's a fine line you have to walk especially when you're you're coming into an organization where number 11's the guy you know like you you can't just say you, you don't just walk in and and aggressively say I'm alpha you know I'm I'm the guy even though you went number 1 you like I appreciate you know how Kyler Murray's you know handling this uh with respect as far as Larry Fitzgerald but it's some it, but here's the here's the problem and it's it's going to come down to the decision makers to make the decision for Larry Fitzgerald and for this organization. At some point, you know, the best business decision is going to be the Arizona Cardinals having to make, you know, an un, like as far as what the fans are going to perceive as an unlikable move. You know, it, it's it's just going to have to come down to it and it's it's going they're going to have to go to Fitz and say, "Hey, this is what we see you're worth." And this is what's best for the organization to add talent this offseason. You know, the last, you know, you've been making a ton more money than you probably, you don't say that, but, you know, everybody knows it. You've been making a ton more than you've probably, what your market would get you. And look, this is what we need from you. And if, if you want to be a part of this, we'd love to have you a part of this. This is what your role can be. Uh, but, this is there's the, the days of you kind of having a blank check and getting able to fill it out. Those are over. We yeah. have to, we are at a pivotal point in this rebuild where we need to add talent. Right. No, I mean, yeah. And the thing is, though, as you mentioned before, we went to break that he's still, if put in the right position, able to catch anything that's thrown to him. You know, he doesn't have the burner speed anymore, but that doesn't mean he can't be a situational guy in the red zone or be utilized as a tight end light to run, you know, to run routes around first down sticks because we we see it constantly. You're constantly reminded, and, and it's been lesser and lesser over the last couple seasons, but 
It was early in the 2019. 2019 wasn't that long ago where he was running down. He was running seam routes, catching 40-yard chunk plays through the first few weeks of the 2019 season from a rookie quarterback. You're like, is Larry Fitzgerald going to do it again? He's going to come back and be relevant again. That wasn't that long ago. He was hobbled last year. But I don't think you look at Larry Fitzgerald and say, you know what? That is the mind and body of a guy that's done. I, I don't see it yet. And this isn't holding on to history. This is seeing a guy that's lost a couple steps but can still do things necessary in an effort to help the team move the ball down the field. And that yeah, would but- be something to something you'd really regret passing on early just because, by all accounts, it's time to do so, and it comes down to finances. So that's where it's like it's a double-edged sword. It's Is he worth 10 mil to the organization a year? Probably. But is it also time to rip the Band-Aid off if he wants 10 mil a year? Probably. So you, I, I don't know which side is correct. The, the side that's correct at this point in Cardinals history and in, in Larry Fitzgerald's career is is he signs a – you know, whatever the veteran veteran minimum is. I mean, he's just, he does have a role. He does fit in, an, like, he can still play in an NFL offense. But can he be second, your third, your fourth option? Like, I, I mean, how how far, the, there's been a ton of guys that have had great hands, but the ability to make plays after the catch, like, this is a big play league. This is a big play offense. And it's nice to have somebody that can help move the chains, but it's just how how far does that go? How much is that worth? And I just I think that at this point, I think people know what that is. It, the writing's on the wall. They got to figure it out. If if the two sides can find something out, if they can find even ground, that'd be great. That'd be the best of both worlds. Bring back Fitz, but at the same time, go out there and get a bona fide second option. And I've said this before. Doesn't have to be wide receiver. It can be, it can be a running back. It can be a tight end. Whoever's taking the pressure off of number 10 that opposing defenses and opposing coordinators have to game plan for because the days of Larry Fitzgerald being that guy, unfortunately, are, you know, last time we saw that was the, you know, in 2019. Alex Clancy, Bo Brock, Locked On Cardinals. Thank you to everybody, everybody who listens. Reach out to us on Twitter at Locked On AZ Cards at Bob Rack at Clancy's Corner. Uh, we love engaging. Whether it be uh, friendly arguments, everybody in agreeance, Bo um, being jealous of my good looks, so he just constantly deflects, deflects, deflects that he's not at the level that I am. It's hysterical to watch. All of that you get on Twitter when when we interact. We truly, all joking aside, we love interacting with you guys on Twitter. We love when you listen. Please tell your friends, subscribe, download, leave reviews, whatever. Uh, we want to make this the best possible podcast for you, the listeners, and... Um, Bo and I love doing this together. This is this is something that we truly enjoy doing every day. And um, thank you for being along for the ride uh, with us. Coming up next, are you rooting for Bruce Arians? Do you care? We'll talk about that next. Lockdown Cardinals. But first, it's time to talk about the one place that has you covered and the one place that we trust when you're making all your wagers this weekend for the Super Bowl, NBA, etc., that's betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use the promo code LOCKEDON 
for your 50% welcome bonus. Again, Super Bowl, NBA games abound, college basketball. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on all the action. Don't forget to use the promo code Locked On to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sport bo- sports book experts. And check them out on Twitter as well at BetOnline underscore AG to take advantage of the best bonuses in the business. Once again, sign up for a free account. Use the promo code LOCKEDON for your sign-up bonus. And also, you know you want to get in shape. And when it comes to getting or staying in shape, nothing feels as good as that feeling of accomplishment, of hitting your fitness goals and feeling great about yourself. You can do that with Echelon. Echelon can get you there. Echelon offers the next generation of connected fitness bikes, fitness mirrors, rowing machines, and their Echelon Stride Smart treadmill. No matter what your favorite fitness activity, Echelon gives you a fun and challenging workout from the comfort of your home. The EX7S is Echelon's latest state-of-the-art innovation that takes cycling to the next level. The EX7S connected bike is built with performance, flexibility, and durability in mind. They're world-class instructors... They'll motivate you with thousands of daily live and on-demand studio-level classes always available when you need them. And unlike their competitors, Echelon is affordable for everyone. And one membership lets up to five family members all work out at the same time. Pretty cool. Right now, you can try Echelon Fitness Equipment at home for 30 days as well. Go to echelonfit.com slash locked on. That's E-C-H-E-L-O-N-F-I-T dot com slash locked on. Final segment, Locked On Cardinals. Bo Brock and Alex Clancy here. Follow the podcast at Locked On AZ Cards. Um, talked a lot of fits today, and it, this isn't just a, you know, an Arizona Cardinals podcast where it's like, you know what, Larry Fitzgerald is in the news. Let's talk about it forever. I think we've definitely gone past that. This is just a, this, this is the make or break. What's the relationship between him and the Arizona Cardinals going to be from here on out? And we're on the precipice of finding out. We may not find out until after free agency and after, like, we're, we're not going to know. I'm sure we'll know around free agency because they're going to have to figure out what they're going to do financially with the, the free salary cap space. I mean, Bo, on one side, it'd be nice to just not have to pay Larry Fitzgerald. Yeah. So it's yeah, a- I mean, it would be an interesting uh, approach. You just go out, do what you want to do in free agency, and then see what's left over, uh, and then work out a deal. I don't know. It's uh or just to know what your finances are going to be. If you can just find something that it, that makes sense for both sides, that would that'd be huge. I mean, that would just have this conversation not linger on, and then people have to kind of show an ugly side to where they, they're forced into saying things that they don't want to say about a guy that they've cheered on for two decades almost. Right. Yeah, so, I mean, we'll, we'll keep our finger on the pulse on it. I mean, it's this is far, far from over. So, uh, yeah, we'll continue talking about it when it's relevant. Uh, what's really relevant is what's happening in four days. Super Bowl 55. Can, can we start the petition to just do numbers now? I'm done with Roman numerals. Yeah, can we do – it's 55, right? Yeah, can we just do 5-5? Five, five? Yeah, I'm I into mean, that. LV is one of the easier ones, obviously. I mean, if you've – you know, have been in school ever, you know, that, you know, that the L and the, and the V is a five, which is cool, but I don't like doing math when I'm trying to figure out what Super Bowl numbers they were, especially ones in, in Roman numeral math. But I, I digress. Bruce Arians, Byron Leftwich, um, Todd Bowles, Kyle Odegaard, who writes for the Cardinals. He writes about the Cardinals for the Cardinals, put out this tweet of players and coaches that are now currently 
on the uh, uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers payroll, and it's staggering. Okay, here we go. Bruce Arians, Todd Bowles, Byron Leftwich, Harold Goodwin, Larry Foote, Kevin Minter, Dayon Buchanan, Blaine Gabbard, Drew Stanton, Earl Watford, A.Q. Shipley, T.J. Logan, Logan, Ted Larson, um, and more. Mm -hmm. Tom Moore, uh, wide receiver coach Kevin Garver, tight end coach Richard uh, Christoffel, safeties coach, DB coach, strength and uh, speed and conditioning coach, assistant to the head coach. That's a lot. So this is... Not just, oh, you know, that guy used to play for the Cardinals. This is a lot of Arizona Cardinals on one roster that's not the Arizona Cardinals roster. So you're going into the weekend, and you watch on Sunday, Bo. Are you Mm -hmm. looking at it like, we had some good times with B.A. Todd Bowles has already been a head coach elsewhere, so it's kind of a different roundabout way of rooting for Todd Bowles. Byron Leftwich wasn't great as an offensive coordinator with the Cardinals. I mean, he got his chance when Mike McCoy got fired, but he wasn't really a you know, barn burning down. What do you think going into Sunday? Is it a root for or is it just kind of a nice storyline to be a part of knowing that he was Arizona Cardinals head coach? I, I just sit back jealously and say, man, why couldn't the Cardinals just get Tom Brady? In 2015, yeah. you know, and yeah. they just go out, just make the move that's that's going to get you over the hump. You know, it's it's that simple. Why couldn't they get Tom Brady? No, it's if you look at these guys, the coaching staff is the big impact maker outside of number 12. I mean, we knew that it was a talented coaching staff. They won double digit games in three in three straight years, NFC Championship appearance. And the, the you know the talent kind of once you got to that level, people wanted your players. That defense was depleted. Todd Bowles gets a head coaching job and you start to just, you know, take incremental steps down uh, where BA was able to go to back to Tampa Bay, get his guys back. And then we look at these players that are, they're, they're part-time players, but they're guys that know how BA operates and how he likes things done. And they're familiar to him. So when they, when the Buccaneers needed to kind of fill in some gaps during a COVID season, during, you know, just the rigors of an NFL season, Guys like Dayon Buchanan, Kevin Minter, uh, Earl Watford, A.Q. Shipley, T.J. Logan, T- Ted Larson, and and more, like they're going to get opportunities because you can just plug them in. They know what Bulls and, and B.A. wants from them. So it's – yeah, it's, it, there, there isn't a bitter part of this at all. It's all rooting on, you know, Bruce Arians, and if you got a problem with rooting for Tom Brady, then, yeah, that can take away from it. You can root for the Honey Badger. I mean, that's the one guy, right? I mean, that's the one guy where you're like, oh, man, I wish he was still an Arizona Cardinal because yeah. these other guys, it's just like, I, pff, I'm not, I'm not uh, upset. I'm kind of just, I can't believe Blaine Gabbard is the backup to Tom Brady in a Super Bowl. That's the most absurd thing ever. <laughs> the Gav man. Uh, yeah. I mean, I I agree. It's 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 gonna be, um, it's gonna be fun to watch. And what I hope, what what's been in the sneaking suspicion in the back of my mind, and this is not throwing shade. This is just watching what Bruce Arians was here, and applying that information when he's in a different spot. Is I hope he doesn't screw up the play call. The, the massive play call when it needs to happen. I hope he makes the right choice. And I know Byron Leftwich calls plays when really. If you're Bruce Arians and Byron Leftwich, there is zero shame in saying, Tom, here's the playbook. Here Mm -hmm. it is. I'll take the ring. 
Here's the playbook. And I'm sure that Byron will see things that Tom Brady doesn't see because he's at somewhat of a bird's eye view being on the sideline, you know, as bird eye view as you can get, you know, outside looking in. Um, but this really needs to be, and Bruce Arians has come out and said, he goes, I've given Tom, a, you know, pretty much given him the reins over, over the last, you know, the last tail end of the season into the playoffs. There is no shame in saying, hey, greatest quarterback of all time, go do your thing. And I think that they're going to lend more to that than third and one throwing the ball 25 yards down the sideline, which is what Bruce Arians was known to do. It worked in a, it worked against Green Bay. They were on fire in the first half on third down. The first third down of the game was an over-the-shoulder catch by Mike Evans for 20-plus yards that led to a touchdown. But this should be Tom Brady's playbook. Let Tom Brady take the reins and give Bruce Arians the ring at the end, and it'll be well-deserved. Let me ask you this though to get kind of back to the Cardinals conversation. Like when you look at these these players, but mostly the players, and now obviously the coaching staff. Were they Bruce Arians guys or Steve Kimes guys? Yeah, I mean it's it's a good question. No, you know, it's a, I, I think I mean, the answer is simple. You know, I mean it's Steve. Like I no no. I mean it's 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 a good way of putting it. It's Bruce Arians yeah. did what he could with what he had. Is that is but that? He, I mean, he brought in Drew Stanton. Drew Stanton, at one point, people forget this, was going to be the Cardinals' starting totally. quarterback before the Palmer trade. Yeah. And then you look like Larry Foote, Pittsburgh Steelers ties. Like, these guys are B.A. guys. Yeah. So, all that success they had during that era, how much credit can we truly give Steve Kime? I mean, he uh, traded ba- they traded back and drafted Dan Buchanan, right? So... That yeah, I mean no, I'm saying it. <laughs> yeah, tongue in cheek. Yeah, I get yeah. you. Yeah, I mean, they drafted Robert Kimdiche, which was cool. <laughs> that they did. That was cool. That- um, N K E M D I C H E. I mean, I knew how to spell his last name because they drafted him, which is That's fantastic. Trial by air, just covering the Cardinals <laughs> and having to tweet out his name and. <laughs> Don't want to be the idiot that that spells it incorrectly, (laughs) especially when he's supposed to be. I remember when Robert Kimdiche was supposed to be a top 10, top 12 guy. And then he dropped for, you know, off the field issues. They're like, oh, steal. Nope. He stole a contract. And I don't want to get too much into it on this podcast. And I don't want to, because we're trying to stay positive. It's like, there's some, there's no brainer moves, right? There's the Patrick Peterson selection at fifth overall out of LSU. He's the best corner in that draft. You know, Litz, Fitz was already in the uh, in the organization. I think it was a good draft pick at Clayus Campbell in the second round at the time. But you start looking at this and you're like, who, who, who does deserve the credit for that tenure? How much credit? I mean, you know, how involved was BA in this process? And what's the common denominator between? The Cardinals' lack of success. Um, it's it's since BA left in helping during that process. Like they were bringing in more players that were making impacts. You know whether it was like off the free agent trash heap or what. What what needs to happen is Cliff Kingsbury needs to start to find his guy. Yeah, or the opposite <laughs> of what he thinks his guy should be. But that's and also that's the that's. You know, B.A. Was, has been plugged into the NFL for decades. And he's been a part of a lot of successful teams, you know. He was with with Pittsburgh and, the, and their runs to the Super Bowl and deep runs in the playoffs. It's Andrew like those Luck. are good teams, and you know that those players 
can make impacts in part-time roles. It's like Cliff Kingsbury's coming from the Big 12. Yeah, uh, we'll talk about this a lot more. We've gone super long today, but, I mean, it's fun. Like, Bruce Arians, it was a fun time in Phoenix when he was the head coach. It was always great for a soundbite. It was always great just on the field. Like, you felt safe with Bruce Arians. He was like the the fun uncle who was also the safe one. Like, he killed two birds with one stone like that. We'll talk about this a little bit more tomorrow as we gear up to watch Super Bowl 55 on Sunday. This episode is brought to you by 1010. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 one-of-a-kind engagement rings designed by 10 of the most uh, distinctive designers working today. Using only diamonds responsibly and sustainably sourced from Botswana, 10 design masters have each produced a set of 10 uniquely beautiful diamond rings, and they're available now exclusively at BlueNile.com. This exciting collection of truly unique limited edition diamond engagement rings is available now only at BlueNile.com. Alex Clancy, Bo Brock, Locked on Cardinals. We'll talk to you tomorrow.